This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. Give your Bible today, Luke chapter 2, and verse 8. Luke chapter 2. We've been in a series called Tis the Seasons, and I've been encouraged to just unpack God's Word. And today, this sermon is going to be like my wife, short and sweet. See, some of you think that's, some of you go, ah. Some of you are like, what? That's lame. That's why some of you are single, right there. Um, we can help you around here. Um, but uh, today I just want to encourage you in the next few minutes. Our last Sunday of 2019, I get really reflected this time of year. And uh, we have so many pictures, an amazing photography team, and, and uh, a growing photography team, and anchored by Jess, who's done an amazing job. And we get captured so many moments, and I start going through pictures, and start going through moments. And we've seen God do so many things this year. So many things this year, and uh, just the growth of our church and the growth of unity and moments, and I get really reflective. I'm really thankful for what God has done in my life and in your life. There's so many stories in this room, and I'm excited for 2020. I'm excited, not the Barbara Walters edition, the the year edition, 2020, what God's going to be doing for us as a church, and really excited. Uh, We're talking about seasons today. I want to talk on this topic. I want you to write this down somewhere if you're taking notes, and uh, I encourage you to take notes. It'll help you during the week. This title, Seasons of Delight. Seasons of Delight. I'm going to unpack scripture for a few minutes today and encourage you. As we finish the year, next week we are taking a day of Sabbath, resting. Um, we have a huge moment tomorrow night and uh, with the Christmas experience. We had a huge moment this week. On Monday, we had a chance to deliver all the toys and all the gifts that you donated for the IWK. And... Um, Liz headed that up, and we dropped it off as, as Christmas elves, and we get to represent you, and literally uh, carloads of toys and gift cards and blessings for the kids at the IWK, and I just want to say thank you, church, for being so generous, and it was really cool to see it on the, uh, the nurses' faces that, you know, that a church would be this generous, and it, that was an easy moment. That was a proud moment to know that families that are going through a season of sickness and trial with sick children that we get a chance to help uh, make the moment a little easier. I think, it was, I think it was really special. So thank you, church. It was a huge moment on Monday we did that. I want to unpack some scripture today and encourage you before we sing and pray today. Luke chapter 2, I'm going to unpack this scripture, a few parts here, and I believe God wants to speak to you. It's a part of the Christmas story on this wonderful Sunday of Christmas. Luke chapter 2, verse 8, you'll see it on the big screen behind me. If you have your, your Bible, you can read it along with me there. It says, the night, That night there, the shepherds, staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I want to let you know that when God shows up, I don't, sometimes we believe a lie that God is a gentleman, and that God is peaceful, and that God is uh, gentle, and that God just, God's just very soft. That's not the God we serve. There are moments of, we just had one, of great peace and gentleness. But you need to know that God is a God of power. And don't mistake his kindness for weakness. To quote the poet Kanye, don't mistake his kindness for weakness. He is a God of kindness, but he's a God of power. When he showed up, when heaven showed up to make an announcement, there was so much power in that moment, so much majesty and awe and glory. There was so much authority in that moment 
men who were used to the outdoors. Shepherds are not the people that we portray in bathrobes and, and just gentle. These were men that were used to defending against lions and bears, against thieves. These were men, these were outdoor men. These were uh, people that could handle themselves. And in the middle of that moment where they've seen it all through the nights, seasons and storms and wild animals protecting their flock, they were weather-beaten, their faces and their hands. In that moment, they were afraid. Shows me the power of God. The same God that they, that was a heaven that was announcing this moment is the same God we serve. Do not be mistaken. God is not weak. He is not distant. He is not disconnected. He is not uninvolved. God is in our life. The same God that he said, hey, 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 don't be afraid. That same powerful God, the same God that fights for you, that loves you, that is with us today. I'm so thankful for a powerful God that loves our city that helps our marriages, that reaches our teenagers, that helps me through my issues and my weaknesses. And We serve a powerful God. So don't be afraid. I bring you good news. I love that. In the middle of that moment, he could have shown his power. Go, I'm going to show you how powerful I am. I'm going to kind of crush you. I'm going, to, I'm going to remind you of how bad you are. He said, no, no, I need you to know right up front. God always tells you the ending at the beginning. He says, before I even get going, it's good news. You ever, you ever call someone? at an odd time, or, or I text my wife, I'm like, call me ASAP, and she calls me, I'm like, it's, it's, nothing's wrong, everything's good. I just need some help with something. God says in this middle, this moment, this urgency, he goes, whoa, 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 just need you to know, this is good news I got for you. These angels are surrounded, they have fear in their life, and all of a sudden, in this moment where heaven opens up and they announce, God says, no, no, I have good news. He says, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah of the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. It's interesting. I've read that so much. And maybe like you, from Charlie Brown Christmas to church to just mangers and Christmas go hand in hand, don't they? I was reading this this week, thinking about this moment and how foreign that would have been in that culture. If I say manger, you think Jesus. If we say stable and and shepherds, we think Christmas. But in this context, it was unexpected for a baby to be in a manger. Now, I know I'm not the smartest man in the room, but I want to make sure I had clarity on this. And I actually Googled, because I thought I knew, and I was right. But what is a manger? Because in my mind, I grew up with the nativity scene in my house. And I would take out Jesus and put in Lego pieces when I was younger. I would put in G.I. Joe's for the wise. Why? I grew up with the manger. I grew up with the, with the, with, with the, with the nativity scene. And I Googled, I said, what is a manger? And sure enough, I was right. It's a trough for feeding animals. And as I thought about that, they said, this God of power said, you're going to find a miracle in a manger. What an unexpected place. I started thinking, how could we relate to that as East Coasters? Any Newfies in the room? Any Cape Bretoners in the room? <laughs> I like how the voice went deeper for the Cape Bretoners, right? We're East Coast. Here's what I thought. Unexpected places. That would be the same. Let me think. Unexpected places. That would be like saying, you're going to go find a baby in a lobster trap. Doesn't that sound ridiculous? That's what they were saying. Babies and mangers don't go together. Livestock, sheep, cattle, grain and water go in man- Babies don't belong anywhere near where they can be trampled. The cleanliness of disease, uh, the possibility of disease and, and, and all this stuff that animals carried and all this stuff, that's not where you have a vulnerable life. Mangers and babies don't go together. It was unexpected for the miracle to be in a manger. 
we said, okay, this is a miracle happening. You got to go see the baby. It's, you're going to find it laying in a lobster trap. I know, it's going to be a little crabby, but... Okay, just, all right. I had, I'm back, baby, I'm back. I had to throw that in. How unexpected would that be? Unexpected places. It's like trying to find maybe like the Stanley Cup in Toronto. It's unexpected. <laughs> I want to let you know that God does things, some of his greatest work in unexpected places. I'm serious, just look around today. You're sitting next to places where God showed up in unexpected places. The faces in this room. People said, you're too far gone. Man, you're, you're, you're to this, you're to that. I don't know. And, and all of a sudden, you started posting stuff about church. You're like, well, what's going on? What's, well, that's unexpected. I remember what you used to be like. Start changing the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you think, the what you do. And all, people go, well, something happened, and that's unexpected. I expected it in some other places. I, expected it in these, I didn't expect it in you. In this room is a bunch of miracles in unexpected places. It says you'll find him in a manger. I'm so thankful that God goes to unexpected places. So many times people don't expect much of our youth or our kids. They think they're just giving in to the pressures of the world. I'm so thankful that God does miracles in unexpected places. In school theaters, renting theaters, people go, what, what happened in a rented school? God does miracles in unexpected places. You look at the faces to your left and your right. You are a walking miracle because God does things in unexpected places places. says verse 13, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others. Now he's got backup. It says the armies of heaven praising God and saying, this is what they were praising God. They were yelling, the heavens opened up, this army of angels says, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. In that moment, if I was a shepherd and now there's one angel, and I was afraid. Now he has backup, and there are dozens and dozens. There's an army of angels. The fear level went up. I'm listening to every word. And they started singing over and over and saying, peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. My next thought would be, is God pleased with me? Because if there's going to be peace on who God is pleased with, I want to make sure I'm on the right side of that equation. This is the message of Christmas. Peace on those whom God is pleased. Today I want to remind you, I jump over to Romans chapter 5. It tells us who God is pleased with. Today you walked in here and maybe you feel like, I don't know if God's pleased with me. I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if God can do a miracle in unexpected places. Romans 5.1 says this way. Therefore, since we, we, have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace. Well, you know today that when you give your life to Christ, when you submit to God, you become one of the people that God has favor on, peace on. You don't have to be born a certain place. You don't need to be a certain heritage or skin color. You don't need to be from a certain language or country. Whoever, whoever calls on the name of the Lord says, God, I need a miracle in my life. You're one of the people that God has favor on and he's pleased with. It says, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ was has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege. Oh, make no mistake, we're not self-made. We didn't get here on our own. It's undeserved privilege. We are people of privilege. But you know why we're humble? Because we know we don't deserve it. The higher we get, the more we do, the more we see God's goodness, the lower we get in serving and humility. Why? Because we know everything we have is undeserved. I know my marriage. I don't deserve this woman. 
I don't deserve the teenagers I have. I don't deserve this church. We don't deserve the, the blessing. Why? Because it's undeserved privilege. I know left to me, my life is a mess. I know left to my thoughts and my actions and my past, I would mess this up. But undeserved privilege, the God that made me is the God that helped me, is the God that is launching me and using me. I know undeserved privilege today. Today, are you thankful for undeserved privilege? doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, God wants to use you. Undeserved privilege, where we now stand and confidently and joyfully look forward. I love this. It says that we have peace and we joyfully look forward. The best gift ever, peace and joy. When you think about Christmas, peace and joy. Romans 5.1, we have peace and we have joy. It's the gift that fits, doesn't matter what your size. It's a gift that won't break and you never have to return it. I want to encourage you today, if you're a Christian, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you are an optimist. We believe the best is yet to come. 2019 might have been challenging, tough seasons of, of disturbance and waiting and delaying, but God has the best is yet to come. Why? Because we have peace and we joyfully look forward that God is with us. Who can be against us today? Who? Who finds God's favor? Those that call on the name of the Lord. I'm so thankful that God included me in that. He said, when the angels had returned... The shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Verse 16, they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in a lobster trap, lying in a manger, in an unexpected place. Unexpected place. People all around had no idea what was happening in a place meant for animals. A miracle in the manger, unexpected Verse 17, after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. And it was just as the angel had told them. Verse 19 again, but Mary kept these things in her heart, and thought about them often. That line jumped out to me today as I'm thinking about seasons of delight and seasons that we're in. Mary would have been the person that had to remind herself what God had said through difficult seasons. Through seasons of delay, God, are you going to show up? Through seasons of disturbance, when she felt like she was being attacked and God was far away and she was far from comfort, she had to remind herself what God had said. I can't help but think this. We have all these terms on social media, but maybe her Monday motivation as she's getting ready in the manger. She has all this stuff going on, discomfort. There's no room. It feels like this whole thing is starting off on the wrong foot, a Monday motivation. She said, God, you're with me. You said I am blessed. You said that you would, what you started, you will finish. You said there's a plan. And her Monday motivation, when God, I remind myself of these things often. I remind myself of what you've said. I remind myself of the miracle in the manger. In the middle of that season, her Monday motivation was, I'm going to keep going. I can't help but think that she started to flee for Egypt when it was said the king was going to kill her boy. Running for her life, I can't help but, maybe she said, it's going to be a tell me again Tuesday. That Tuesday morning as they're running for their life, grabbing what they can, heading for a foreign country. Come on, tell me again Tuesday. Help me keep going. i got to remember what was put in my heart. i got to tell my, 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 the angel said that God is pleased with me, that God has a plan for my family. And it doesn't matter, I'm going, it seems like I'm going further from where God wants me. It seems like I'm going further from his plan. It feels like things are disturbed right now. Things are in pain. Things are in trial. In the middle of that tell me Tuesday, she had to remind herself, no, 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 if God is with me, who can be against me? 
Then she found herself in Egypt, foreign country, no comforts, no family, different language, dealing with all the pressures. I'm sure there have been moments in that season where she goes, this is not the way it was supposed to go. I have visions of my life getting married, have a family down the street from my, my siblings and my parents. I wanted to be, go to the same school. My kids go to the same school I went to. I, I had visions of, of baby showers and, and go, going to school together and, and being in the same play group. And I had visions of my life and now I'm in a foreign country. I think she started going back to a, a way back Wednesday. Going, remember, remember, remember? Remember when those angels... Remember when those shepherds, remember that moment when it seemed like everything was right, the heavens opened, there was a star, people were speaking blessings over my son. Now we're in the middle of nowhere. We seem forgotten. We seem far from where God, I, want to, I need to go back. I need to go back to what God told me. On this Wednesday, I go way back to the miracle of heaven. They come back to the, where they're supposed to be and now her husband dies. Joseph dies and she has young kids. She's got teenagers, young kids going, this is not what I thought it was going to look like. You ever have a season that maybe it doesn't look like you thought it was going to be? Maybe you graduated university. Maybe you got married. Maybe there's some point in your life you thought, I have these dreams for my life. And you map it out going, this is my five-year, 10-year, 15-year plan. And you wake up one morning, and the people you thought would be with you aren't. The way things were supposed to go aren't there anymore. And you're saying, it wasn't supposed to be like this. In that moment going, I just, I thought he was going to be with me. I didn't know this was going to happen. She said, oh no, tell me again Thursday. Tell me again Thursday, God, that there's a plan for my son, that he's going to bring, bring peace to this earth, that there's a miracle in this teenage boy in front of me. Tell me again Thursday. Tell me again. Remind myself what's in my heart, what you said you're going to accomplish. Then that woman saw her boy grow up. The anointing and calling, miracles happening, but then people started to rally against him. They arrested him, put a cross on his back, whipped his back, and she was sitting there watching her boy in a crowd form and them taking him to his death on that Friday. Tears as a mother going, well, this is, he's supposed to be king, not a criminal. He's supposed to go to a throne, not to his grave. What is going on? She would have had a flashback Friday saying if God can split the heavens and announce the shepherds, he can split this crowd and do a miracle right now. She to tell herself that God is faithful in all seasons. On that Friday, she had flashbacks to when the wise men showed up and supplied for them. She would have flashbacks to when she was in the temple and he spoke with wisdom. She would have flashbacks to the miracles and raising the dead and healing the sick and speaking to people. She would have kept these things in her heart on that Friday. And that Saturday when they buried him, and the whole world said, no, no, we just buried a man. She said, I'm going to say it again on Saturday. They buried a man, but heaven planted a savior. They think they buried this rebel, but heaven planted a seed of righteousness. I'm going to say it again on this Saturday. My eyes may deceive me. It may not look good. It may not look right. It may look like I'm going down. But I promise you, the God of all seasons, my eyes are on him. He's the way maker. He's the way maker. He may be down, but he is not out. I'm going to say it again this Sunday. And to set her up for stand on your feet Sunday. He rose again. She came back and said, oh, there is a season of delight. When all is well with my soul. That God makes a way where there seems to be no way. I want to remind you today, Galatians 6, 9. 
Let us not grow tired of doing what is good at just the right time. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Today I want to encourage you, I don't know what season you're in right now in a life. You may have started with a blaze, go, man, I'm in this. God, you got a plan for my life. But somewhere you hit a detour, you hit a delay, you hit a disturbance, you hit some opposition. I want to remind you that if we don't lose heart, we will have a season of delight. I love being around the seniors in our church that had some faith for a while. They had some peace and some joy in their harvest. You know, I've seen some things. We've lost some people. We've seen some trials, but man, God is good. Here's what God promises, that he's with us here. As long as we're alive, God is with us. But if we leave, if we die, then we're with him. My friends, we win. It's a win-win situation. He is with us here, and then we are with him there. And the Bible says he promises peace and joy. If there's anything our world is begging for right now, it's peace and joy. I can just get some peace. Peace for your mind. When your mind is full, you have anxiety. When your heart is full of worry, so many times you have depression. When your mind is full of worry, you have anxiety. When your heart is full of worry, you have depression. I think it's interesting that God said, I want to give you peace and joy. And in this season of delight, you know we can have peace in our mind. We can have joy in our heart. It may not make sense with our eyes, but God is with us. If we don't grow weary of well-doing in due season, some of you need a Motivation Monday tomorrow. Remind yourself what God's doing. Christmas Eve, when you're running and gunning, you need to tell you again Tuesday. No, 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 God is with me. God is with me. He's helping me. I don't need to be perfect, but he is. Some of you need to go way back on Wednesday, on Christmas morning. Go way back to where he found you in the mess you were in. And look how far you've come. You're not where you need to be, but you're not where you were. Oh, tell me again on Thursday of the goodness of God. Fridays, I'm going to have flashbacks of this year and the year before and the decade before where God showed up when others walked out. Oh, I'm going to say it again on Saturday. God, you have a plan for my life. You have a plan for our church to make a difference. If I don't lose heart, in due season, I will reap. And I will stand on Sunday. I will stand and say, God, you are faithful, and we will reap a harvest. I encourage you, no matter what season you're in, keep your eyes on him, and you will reap a season of delight. Amen? Come on, stand to our feet today. We're going to sing this song. Can we sing Waymaker? We serve a God that makes a way. No one moving around. For this moment, I want you to tell yourself again. I want you to remind yourself again. I want you to get motivated again. When we sing this song, this is not a song. This is an anthem. Going, if I don't lose heart, He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. Amen? Come on, let's sing together.